We need to stop fucking catfishing with our resumes. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Amritha from Atlanta. Could I get some resume advice, please? The only help I have creating a resume is from my mom, who has been in the workforce for 30 plus years. And I'm starting to think her advice may be a bit dated because I have had absolutely no luck in finding a new position. Thanks for your help and wish me luck. First of all, shout out to your mom for being in the workforce for 30 years. Trailblazer. However, her resume would not get your job today. It's time to move into the 21st century with our resumes. So I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. Ready, go. Vanessa, the first thing I want to talk about with Amrita is what is the purpose of a resume? This is a great question. It used to be a little bit closer to a CV, right? A curriculum verite to chronicle your entire professional experience, your entire work experience. That's not the case anymore. It's only job is to get you in the door. Every single one of these external pieces that you do from your application to your resume to your cover letter, it's only job is to get you to do the next thing, which is in the door. And what we mean by in the door is get an interview invitation. Like an actual, yeah, like in person, face to face or whatever we're doing these days. You want someone to see you face to face. Once you're in the interview, the resume doesn't matter anymore. That's right. The interview matters. And the point of the interview is to get you to the next phase where there's another interview or an offer or what have you. Totally. It's almost a little bit like social media marketing. When you're scrolling on your phone from the moment, the top of an ad or the top of a post reaches the bottom of your screen to the top. It's about three seconds. So the first three seconds of a video or the first three seconds of somebody looking at your graphic design. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. The only job of that first three seconds is to stop the scroll. If you can get them to stop, then they'll do the next thing. Because once you're in the door, you're clear as far as I'm concerned. Did you shower that day? Did you get there on time? Did you do all the other things we told you in our other episodes about the no prep interview? Great. Then you're solid. I have never in my life, and I did fact check myself on this, never in my life gotten an interview and then not gotten a job offer. There are plenty of jobs I've applied for and not gotten in the door. But once you get in the door, you're dealing with a person at that point. They're very easy to get on your side, to be your champion. Your biggest competition is before you get in the door. Once you get in the door, you're free and clear. So how do you stop the scroll? If we're trying to get someone to stop on your resume on that pile or in that list of (laughs) digital files that have come across a recruiter's desk. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. What gets them to stop the scroll? It's two things, Holland. It's what you look like. I'm sorry. That's the truth of the matter. And relevant experience. Everyone has their different opinions on whether photos are in vogue or not. What I'm telling you, every time it stops the scroll. Number two, relevant experience. It doesn't matter if it was the last three months of your life, it was the last six months, if it was 10 years ago, whatever the relevant experience is to that job. Remember, your hiring manager is 99% chance they are in scarcity right now. That person that was doing your job before you, left at the very minimum two weeks, probably more like a month ago, and they are scrambling. They hate their lives, right? They're looking for someone who looks like they could be good on their team and can do the actual job. So let's talk a little bit more about this um, 
what you look like piece. All you need is a photo of you that looks like a real person. I don't want you looking like you just bought a blue shirt and a tie and you're rubber stamped off the NBA production line. I don't want you looking like you're a corporate America stock photo with like your salad and your smile. Oh my God, exactly. Like the other thing I don't want and no one wants is to feel like (laughs) the the feeling that you get when you swipe right on Tinder and then they show up and they look nothing like that. We need to stop fucking catfishing with our resumes, okay? So like- I don't know, like you've experienced this where like you looked up your hiring manager on LinkedIn and they had like a kind of a glam shot for their LinkedIn. And then you walk in, you're like, I don't know who this person is in front of me. I don't need any of that. Any disconnect is a red flag. You've lost the job right there. Here's what that might look like. Make it in in an environment that's interesting. Vanessa, I know your current resume photo is in front of a building that's meaningful to you. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's, it's a castle, castle on crane. Yeah, it's, ca- <laughs> it's castle on crane in Boston. I was out with some friends and like we were tossing fall leaves in the air and getting like cute fall photos for each other. I'm like leaning forward. I'm kind of looking up. I have a big smile on my face. My mouth is open. There's like some anticipation and some energy there. And that is the energy that I like bring to the job. That's what I want my hiring manager to know. This is the vibe that I'm going to bring to your team, <laughs> right? That's what I mean by it matters what you look like. This is your chance to connect with a human. Like as as mechanical and robotic as things are, your hiring manager is going to appreciate a human being. And this is your first chance to do it. Put a picture on your resume. Make sure it's a cool one. The other thing that gets you in the door is relevant work experience. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, no one needs a header on their resume that says work experience or professional experience. What else are you going to fucking put on there? Your charcuterie (laughs) board experience? I don't know. Like, I can't tell you how many resumes I look at where like, maybe they have a picture or maybe they don't have a picture. Kudos if you do. But then the only other thing I see in three seconds, so I've just spent a second on your face. I have two seconds left and you want the first thing I see to be the words professional experience. And then the next one is education. That's all I'm going to look at. I'm like, nope, pass. Mm. Like I've seen nothing. Mm-hmm. I know nothing. Mm-hmm. So if you're applying to, and this is what my resume looks like right now, like a third of the page is a picture of me. It's adorable. <laughs> She's only exaggerating a little bit. Only a tiny bit. <laughs> and then, then my two subheads are organic social, paid social. So when you scroll on Vanessa's resume and she's applying for a social media specialist, I know without even reading in my three seconds is she knows what's up. Yep. And there are like two bullet points under each of those where the number is bulleted. A little plus sign, a little 200,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Great. Increased budget, increased revenue. Whatever mm-hmm. that number is, it's there. Yeah. So it's three seconds. One second on my face, two seconds on the areas of expertise that are relevant. And the third second on, oh, I increased the bottom line. Cool. She gets in the yes pile. I just got myself in the door. Three seconds. That's it. Sidebar on resume design. The eye doesn't like to read lines that are longer than like 10 words. Ugh, mm-hmm. If you've got bullets that stretch eight inches across a page, I need you to put that shit in columns. Yes. Make your photo bigger. <laughs> yes. Add some color. And don't make me read a line that goes on for three miles. There's a reason that newspapers are in columns. If we have what your resume is, relevant experience of what you look like, Let's go over what it is not. Your resume should not be your biography. It should not be your CV. It should not be your dissertation. It should not be the outline of your telenovela. It should not be, it should not include your fucking GPA. I I will die on this hill. Okay. Like it does not need your GPA on it. Nobody cared after you graduate. Did you graduate? Yes or no? 
Even, even that also, question that is doesn't matter. getting thrown out the door. <laughs> Thank you, Google. So point being is your resume probably has too many words on it. Cut your word count in half, add columns, add a photo, get it down to just what's relevant to do the job. Not any extra shit, just what's relevant. We're going to take a break, but we'll, we'll circle right back to that. If you want bite-sized information on how to get more out of your daily corporate grind, follow us on Instagram at AskYourWorkWife. Amrita, I want to talk about what your recruiter is going to do as soon as she's finished looking at your resume. What she's going to do is she's going to pop right on over to LinkedIn. Yep. What is she going to see over there? LinkedIn deserves its own episode. But the really quick and dirty way to do this is organize your titles and your job changes to show growth within an organization and scope of projects. Any experience that's older than 10 years, cut it off. Any qualification bullet you have in there needs a quantification. I say that loosely, but like you're on LinkedIn, it's public information. So if you've signed any NDAs or any like non-competes or any whatever, you need to make sure those numbers are percentages and they've cleaned up a little bit. The actual number, the actual budget, the actual revenue increase needs to go in your resume, which is private. So your resume does not need to be posted anywhere. Yeah. It does not need to be uploaded to LinkedIn. It does not need to be on Facebook. A couple words of caution around that. While you're at your current company, always make sure that your titles reflect your actual HR given titles at that company. When you leave, you can make that title, whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's even considered a little uncouth to have your actual qualifications in there, like what you've done, what projects you've worked on, what, how big your budget was. It's just a little, it's just a little it's rude. A little, it's a little icky to like Brown toot your own things. horn while you're at the company. Totally. You should be tooting your horn in other places. Yep. So you, but definitely show when your title has changed and yeah, great advice. Keep it exactly what HR mm-hmm. says. My question around removing your job scope and responsibility bullets from your current job was around like, where would a recruiter see that information? They're going to see that relevant work experience in your resume. So like they have all the information they need, whereas people on LinkedIn only are only getting kind of the current version. Yep. So recruiter is going to go from your resume, which only has, it may only have the last six months of your life on it because it's the most relevant experience, right? They're going to go straight to your LinkedIn and fill in the backstory. So your resume and your LinkedIn kind of like work together like puzzle pieces where like your LinkedIn has your, your backstory, more detail, shows your growth over time, shows you're consistent with any company you've been in, shows you're a good investment, right? You're not job hopping. You're mm-hmm. not like you're not title hunting. You're not like all these red flags that we've talked about. Um, and then they're going to see your resume, which has the most relevant experience to this job and say, oh, I'm going to put two and two together and say, yep, I want this person in here because we need to talk. That's it. What leaving your current work growth and responsibilities off of your LinkedIn does for you is it means that you're not having to like update it when you're looking for a yes. job at your current company. You know what I mean? Snaps. Snaps yeah. for Holland. Absolutely. Like you're kidding yourself if you don't think your manager is consistently checking your LinkedIn while you're working for them. And the biggest indicator or tell maybe for playing poker, your biggest tell in this person's about to leave my team is if they suddenly start updating their LinkedIn. But the glory of this puzzle piece um, relationship between your resume and LinkedIn, so you don't have to do that shit. That's right. So it's like, perfect. <laughs> hey. Crushing it. You're welcome. The next thing the recruiter might do is go look at a cover letter if they've asked for one. A cover letter is yet one more opportunity for you to prove what we've already established the purpose of a resume and all these pre-interview touch points are, that you can do the job. Take every opportunity to convince them that you're their pick. I always have formatted 
my cover letters in terms of what I see they need mm-hmm. and how I fill that gap. You need X. I've done X. It's not why I've done X. I've done X. Actually, that exact <laughs> yeah. thing you're looking for, I've done it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like, this is your opportunity to say exactly how I'm going to affect your bottom line. You have all this experience, but now I'm going to, I'm going to actually draw the space between dot one and dot two. I'm going to connect this for you. Mm-hmm. Like not in a condescending way. Not that I think my hiring manager is three years old, but I'm going to say, All this experience is relevant to you in this way because I've looked up your company mission. I've looked up your statements. I understand a little bit about where you might be going. What I don't love in a cover letter is anything that starts with like, thank you for considering my resume. I really appreciate working for your company because this, like like, I'm really great about this. Like I need it to be straightforward to the point, just like scalpel level precision about like, I'm going to do this, this, and this for you. Hire me. Right the fuck now, Vanessa. So generally speaking, I, I advise people to stick to one paragraph, four sentences, and just just draw that line, that really quick line. If you feel so bold and have really big cojones to get into two paragraphs, you can if you know the company and if you know, like have some kind of inside information. like On what they're actually looking for yes like there's there's some kind of solve that you are to them that you know because you were referred to by someone mm-hmm. or you have and this is the ideal way to get a job if you're going after like the big money you're not just cold applying you've got some kind of networking going on and you need to connect that dot for them too so the first paragraph is connect my skills to the task at hand the second paragraph is connect my x factor to the, the big problem you're trying to solve that you know because you've had yeah. the information yep. from insiders you guys are trying to go public you guys are trying to grow to over three billion you guys are trying to launch a new a whole new division i've had experience in that division i want to do this for you because i'm looking to be your senior vice president or i'm looking to be your cmo I'm, you know what i mean like the, these are the kind of like more inside track things that's where a cover letter becomes really useful In this day and age of social media, cover letters can take many forms. Cover letters can look like LinkedIn messages. Cover letters can look like emails. so like an email that has your resume attached to it. Cover letters can look like an actual attachment to an online application. So just, just realize that like any space that you're in that has a little box for you to put other words in, that counts as a cover letter. Regardless of what kind of form it takes, realize that your, your bullet points are I can do this thing and I can do it for you and I can do it better than anyone else. Last little note about resumes. There are industries, fields, particular roles that may require something specific from you when it comes to your resume. Maybe that means you're having to include a section on accreditations. Maybe you're having to include a section on certifications. Maybe you must include the last test you passed in the, uh, what's the thing that insurance appraisers, not insurance appraisers exactly, but like the people who like, it's a weird word. Anyway, if any actuarial of science, yes, actuarial <laughs> science, like you have to pass tests for that yes, shit. Sure. So if, if there's the, <laughs> I guess I have to include all of that now. <laughs> I love it a lot. So I'm here for it. <laughs> if there's, if there's particular tests or grades or scores that you have, not grades, no grades, no, no one grades cares about, about your GPA <laughs> scores that you have to report on in order to be qualified for a job. Yeah. Put that in there. Sure. We're not telling you not to put that shit in there. Sure. Um, but it needs to be at the bottom. It's it's in that a particular like, section that everyone's looking for, and they're just going to glance over and be like, she's got it. Next. Yep. 
Um, the other thing to think about if you've got um, a specific field, a specific industry that may require this is like formatting. We've given you some very specific and opinionated specific, like, like design advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. There are fields in the world that like require certain formatting. So like some of them are medical, some of them are legal. Like I have, I have a resume that was formatted for applying to law firms because they need to see certain things in there. So like if you're in a specialty field and you all know who you are, go talk to other people in the, in the field, make sure your resume like checks all those boxes. But anytime you can add that little bit of personality we talked about, definitely do it. Make sure your relevant experience is up top. Those are your key principles to walk away with. So Amritha, I would say take a look at your resume and optimize it for two things. One, find a picture of you that represents you. You may or may not have gone to your Facebook and looked at it. We've picked out a couple of pictures. You can Photoshop a dude out of one of them. But like <laughs> there's some great pictures of like really good, like light in your eyes and like you're laughing, you're having a good time. Like that's who you are at your core, right? So pick one of those pictures, take the boy out of it and call it a day. The other thing is go look at that job description and then go look at your resume and only pull out the bullet points that are very, 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 very relevant to the job description. Top to bottom, most impressive to least impressive. I mean, that's how you're going to get the job that your current resume isn't getting you. That's how you're going to get in the door to get the job that you really want. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. It still looks like you. Now, your hair is much shorter than it is now, but there's. it still looks exactly like you. I would have no problem thinking, oh, this is exactly the person that I connected with on this resume, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, the last job I interviewed for, I wore, like, not, the, it wasn't, it technically wasn't the same shirt, but, like. Close enough. Close enough. That's hilarious. Actually, it's kind of a hack. You should do it. Why not? Wear the same, like, similar outfit sure. as you're wearing in the top half of you. I don't know. I used to do that on Tinder dates, actually. Oh, my God. Shut up. I this one shirt that, like, you know, looks great on looks me. Looks great. So I definitely, that's, like, the lead profile picture. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm saying oh this on God. air. Oh, my God. What is like happening? That's, like, the lead profile picture on my Tinder, and that's usually what I wear to, like, a first date. That makes so, it makes so much sense. It's, like, reducing discomfort. Like, totally. E, yeah. Mm, uh, I don't know. I don't know. E's in there. Is that what you have to say? I don't know. <laughs> Are we having a bait dating podcast now? <laughs> is that? We finally arrived. Yeah, at we it. got there. Finally. Yeah. It's the only kind of dating I want to do. So, so that like, that's what I mean by it matters what you look like. You need to look like yourself. You need to look like a person.